Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, M.L. Ruzchak. I'm here with my very special guest, Dr. Joy. And, honey, I'm going to let you say your last name because otherwise I will butcher it. <laughs> it's it's Pew. It's spelled P-U-G-H, and everybody does. When, we, when I first uh, got married and had that name, we would just use Joy because <laughs> nobody knew how to say that correctly, so do not feel bad about that. Well, see, this is why I like people to say their last name, and occasionally I just have them say their whole name when it's, especially for my international guests, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> I can imagine. I can only imagine. Oh, my goodness. But you have several books out, at least a trilogy yes. that is, well, you have a trilogy out, and you have seven books altogether that I I'm seeing right now. So yes. what is your most recent? The actually the most recent book is The Parables of Joy on a Georgia Farm, which is a it's kind of a story of my life, uh true stories with real people that uh with really things that happened on the little Georgia farm where I grew up and uh it allows people to get to know me as a person because the kind of work that I typically do uh, involves end of days and, and, and talking about the end of time. And sometimes when you have someone trying to tell you information, it's always nice to know someone's background and where they came from and what they're trying to bring to the table. So that particular book was done really to let people know who I am, how I grew up, what my intentions are, so that when you really read the type of work that I do, uh, which is like the, the trilogy, Beguiled Eden to Armageddon, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, and then, of course, the Eden Knowledge of Good and Evil, 666, is a Volume 1 and 2, and then, of course, my other book, Antichrist, The Cloned Image of Jesus Christ. Those are very uh, in-depth books about the end of days, and there's so much false information being shared around the world and have, have been shared in the past that I just felt like when I did the Parables of Joy on a Georgia farm, it was really to let people know that this is a very serious subject for me that I've done a lot of research for a very long time. And, um, you know, when you're talking about that kind of thing, when you're talking about the end of days and your soul and what's going to happen and that kind of thing, I think that people need to know that it's coming from someone that truly has a heart in trying to tell the truth. Okay. And um, and all of my research, of course, is nonfiction. Right. We... With you, what you're writing, it couldn't be fiction. I mean, well, you could, but it wouldn't have the same touch people the same way as nonfiction. And you need to have right. this. Right. You need this I mean, you can more books like this. Well, the thing about it, you know, the thing, the books like uh, Tim LaHaye did with, uh, you know, in the past about the end of days and, um, you know, the Left Behind series. Those were uh, books that were based on future possible uh, events, but they were uh, fiction, and and they didn't really go into the great detail that I do about taking everything that you see on TV right now and the things that we see happening in the uh, field of science and plugging them into biblical scripture so that you can see it playing out right before your eyes in real time. And that's the thing that's, um, I guess, the most interesting about the research that I do 
is that I combine science with religion to let you see the truth of what Scripture said. One supports the other, where all these years we were taught never to try to combine science and religion together because they were supposed to be so opposite. But what has happened through the research that I've done for now well over 40 years, what I'm seeing happen is instead of the Bible proving science, science has actually proven the Bible to be correct. And it's a, a, a pretty wild experience when you started off many, many years ago trying to show that, but the world was wanting so much for science and, you know, the Big Bang Theory and Darwin's theory of evolution and those kinds of things to be the right way. And now, you know, religion is, has been saying this is the way it always has been. And now science is finally catching up with the fact that, you know, the creative design of everything that is has to have a creator. And when you start seeing physics and people that are in the science field start saying, we can't just say it was a Big Bang Theory because there's rhyme and reason behind it. And with rhyme and reason and knowledge and wisdom behind something to happen, it can't be a chaotic experience. And the more that we have gotten down to learning about, you know, the DNA and the genome and how the species are and not being able to trace certain genetic factors from one uh, type of species to another, and you all automatically see that there's no way the Darwin theory is correct about evolution. And so my work kind of goes into that and shows you how the missing links are there that was once established with science, but that science has now agreed with religion in the fact that these types of things have been always known, but we wanted to put it in the background because we wanted it maybe a different way to maybe truly believe that religion was right all the time. So I find it very interesting that we're living in the time that the prophets wrote about and that we can see these events happening right before our eyes. And so I'm tying those events in to the scriptures so that it's easy when you turn on the TV or you listen to something on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, that you can see it being played out right before your eyes. It's, a, it's a, amazing to me. Very true. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. And right now people are falling back on religion as well as on their science to cope with everything that's going on in the world right now. Right. It doesn't matter what religion you're falling back on, but you're falling back on your principles of the religion. Well, you know, when I was studying a, a lot of different uh, fields of study, and I, I, you know, they're broad because I deal with ancient history, archaeology, astronomy, physics, biblical prophecy, secret societies, paganism, demonology, biotechnology, the human pineal gland, the origins and manipulation of sound waves, nanotechnology, cloning, modified food vaccinations, and then I talk about the hot viruses like the coronavirus, as well as the government control that goes on in the world, and then unexplained phenomena like the UFOs, animal mutilations, crop circles, even getting into our strange weather patterns, the plagues, the pestilences, electromagnetic anomalies that are happening around the world. Mm -hmm. And then I've done great world religious studies, so I understand a lot about the theology about world religions and the politics and the things that go into that, as well as the Holy Shroud of Turin, which is the, the burial cloth that I have done a book on that really does prove that that cloth was, in fact, the cloth that 
was wrapped around Jesus Christ when he resurrected. So I have a, a whole broad spectrum of things to bring together in my books. And so when I talk about those types of things, they're all in my books like that. So when you read my book, it's not going to be just, you know, like a Left Behind series where it's all about this one thing. It's going to incorporate, you know, encompass and incorporate all the things that are happening in the world, in science and religion, uh, history, ancient history, present history, you know, those kinds of things are all included in the work that I do. Uh, it's very detailed. Sorry, sorry, I have a working from home. <laughs> That's okay. I think everybody's working from home now to to be safe with the coronavirus for sure. Exactly. I wasn't expecting anyone to knock on my home door, which agitates the dog, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I have a cat one day that I was doing a, a YouTube video with, and she decided she was hungry and jumped right up on the screen. <laughs> so those kinds of things really do happen. Yeah, it just scared me because I, okay, my dog is so quiet normally. I don't know when she's in my office or if she's out roaming the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I didn't even know she was up here until she barked. Oh, Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. The things that can happen on radio. Oh, yes. And to me, that's more, it's more spontaneous because then you get to really see the real lives of people. You know, there's been many times that I've been interviewed, and because of my, my doctorate degree, it's so very formal. And while I enjoy formality, I'm also the type of person that wants to talk to someone like we're sitting around a table and we're discussing, you know, information. That's the way I kind of really write my books the same way. Everybody that knows me says when they read my books, it's like I'm sitting there at the table talking to them about it. It doesn't read like a a textbook, you know, uh, or an encyclopedia book. It reads just like you and I are talking, and I'm going from one particular field of interest into something else and explaining it and talking about it just like this. So. It's funny when I have, you know, especially good friends that read my work and go, oh, the whole time I'm reading that, I can hear you telling me this. <laughs> you know, it's just like you were talking to me the whole time. So I, I enjoy the spontaneity of anything that kind of comes up. So having having the dog react is just part of the, the fun of being that we're real. You know, this is not a mm-hmm. robotic thing and that we are really human beings trying to to do a job and and especially do a job right now from our homes because of the the coronavirus that's going around. Right. I I love my podcast because I try to keep it as real and informative, but at the same time I like talking to people. I don't want to talk to someone that sounds like a robot. So I try to that's keep right. everything everything flowing and calm and it's just two friends talking about whatever their work is that's it right could be and that's their- the, that's the way that my work is written you know when i sat down to do like i'm sure like you're doing your podcast you want it to be uh user friendly and that was right. one thing that i always feel good about when i have people who read my work or listen to the radio shows that i'm on is that whether you are a phd or a 12 year old child it doesn't matter the level of intelligence that you have, you still get the picture. It's like when you pick up the Bible as a young person or as a Ph.D., there's different levels that you might get to. 
but the desire to know the whole story is easy whether you're one or the other, whether you're right. highly educated or just normally educated. So it's, it's fun to discuss what you do so that people can get a, a real understanding of it and not be afraid to attempt to try to read it. Lots of times I've worried that because I have a doctorate degree, people will shy away thinking that, you know, my work is very um, textbooky, and and it's not. It reads more like a, a novel, and that when you finish, you've learned a whole lot so that you can sit down and, like I say, listen to a TV program or a news broadcast or something that's happening uh, in real time on um, on YouTube or a breaking news story, whether it's talking about something happening in Egypt or something happening here in the United States, you can typically find information about these things, you know, written within the work that I do. And so that it's real and it's touchable and it's believable and it it can be applied to your daily life. And that's that's the thing that I've tried to do in this, all the work that I do, um, is to be able to bring people into different subjects and have them, when they finish the book, be able to discuss it with someone or listen at it and gain more knowledge or want to go and say, I want to know more about the pineal gland or I want to know more about the holy stratoturin or I want to know how biotechnology may have had something to do with the coronavirus or those kinds of things. It, it will inspire you to take a, an additional step to learn more and more about the particular topics that I, you know, that I discuss. It's kind of like I do, I've kind of done your homework, your initial homework, and then it gives you that uh, maybe foundation to begin, uh, you know, answering questions that you've had. Like, mm -hmm. you know, why did Cain do what he did in the Garden of Eden? Why did, you know, Jesus Christ have to go to the cross? Why did... Uh, Satan rebelled against, um, you know, God in the beginning. I mean, these questions that people have that have been hard questions to answer that I've really tackled in my work and use scripture and also science and other documentation to prove why and what and, and you know, kind of where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We, there's a lot of things going on if you look at the Bible or look at science, we try to find our parallels, especially when we have this pandemic going on and we're all stuck at home, we're trying to find meaning in our own lives, at the same time we're trying not to worry about the pandemic. We're trying to worry about our funds, how are we going to pay our bills, we're trying to, there's 10,000 things we can worry about right now. But we're yes, falling back I on everything yeah. that's basic to us. Well, I think that's the thing, that um, when I started doing research on the end of days, there were a lot of things that were lining themselves up over the course of 40 years. You know, I've seen things get closer and closer together with greater intensity, and that's what really Scripture tells us, that at the end of days, the pestilences, the, the plagues, the changes in the sun and the stars, the changes in our weather patterns, the changes in our hurricanes, the changes in our earthquakes, how humanity deals with each other, the selfishness, rumors of wars, and, and then the possibility of a new world order and having to have a mark of the beast and not being able to buy, sell, or trade, and a new world economy. 
I mean, all these things are part of what we are seeing in real time today. And it's all following the, the, the guideline of what Scripture told us, that it would be like a woman in travail who was pregnant. And then as, you know, your pregnancy gets near the due date, your pains get greater, they get closer together, and then, then there's the birth process. And the end of days, we are told, in Scripture would be just like that. So where people used to talk about, well, there's a war here and a war there, you know, we didn't have terroristic types of wars where there's a constant battle ongoing of rumors of wars and threatening people and, um, and countries being on high alert. And then, you know, with the pestilences that we are seeing right now, they are unprecedented. And I was telling someone the things that you can talk about in Scripture that talks about the, the, the ride of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, those types of things are historic and unprecedented. And when you look at this coronavirus, it's unprecedented. It's historic. When you look at the, the flooding that's going along in, just in the United States, not much less around the world, mm-hmm. it's historic. It's unprecedented. Like, when you look at like yesterday, we locusts, had that flood in uh, Michigan. That dam broke. Yeah. Oh, Nine yeah. feet of water, and it's, it's never happened in that area. That's right, and even in areas like you're talking about, like what happened in Texas and different places, you know, when the Mississippi flooded all out. I mean, we constantly are increasing the numbers of floods, and if you start paying attention to the flooding that's actually happening all around the world, I mean, there's flooding happening in places like deserts and things that never have had water, and then, you know, we look at the differences in the record temperatures, whether it be low cold temperatures or whether it be record high temperatures. You look at the numbers of hurricanes that are now predicted for this year and the intensity of them and how they've torn up more when they've come in and destroyed stuff. Uh, we look at the uh, the tornadoes in our area now. That was something in South Georgia we never dealt with when I was growing up. I've lived here all my life. Now every time a cloud comes up, you've got a tornado warning going off. And we had one on the ground that went from one side, almost Georgia, all, all the way to, a cut, to the coast and stayed on the ground the entire way. So those kinds of things are unprecedented. They are historic. And those historical things are getting more and more and more. And then when you look at the pestilence that's out there, especially right now in the third world countries, where these locusts, uh, these, which are like a big grasshopper, I mean, they are huge. They are larger than they've ever been. They destroy a crop in 30 seconds. And, of course, me living on a, on a farm and thinking about one of my dad's big cornfields and something coming in there and destroy it in 30 seconds. I yeah. mean, I'm just amazed at the capability of a pestilence like that. And then we've had the, you know, the introduction now of this um, big hornet that's going to come in. It's going to be causing problems in the United States. And then, you know, we've seen the escalation of things like, um, like the Zika virus, which was, you know, a part of nothing but a mosquito. I mean, every year we have seen a, a resurgence of something getting bigger, greater, and more intensive. And especially with the uh, pestilences and, and everything that's going in third world countries, those countries that were sometimes exporting things to other countries are now going to be importing. And there, you know, there's a possibility that those countries – 20 to 30 countries are going to be in complete famine, you know. So we're seeing things that we've never, ever seen before. Just like Australia, literally the entire country burned and over a billion animals, you know, lost their lives in that. 
And then they were one of our great exporters of wheat. And you're like, they're going to be importing wheat. Well, where, where are we going to get, you know, if that was our breadbasket of the world, where is it going to feed other people? So what's going to happen is countries are going to start hoarding um, their things as well. So the famine gets worse. The pestilence gets worse, and that's what I'm saying. Never before in our history has something worldwide consistently been going on. It might have happened here, you know, once or twice or there once or twice, but when you see it happening, you know, worldwide, all at the same time, and we see banks failing and things having to go to centralized banks and the possibility of the stock markets could crash and the fact that, you know, we put an stopped to the oil rigs. I mean, who would have ever thought that anything could have stopped oil production, you know, a virus? Did anybody ever think about how it stopped the world, a virus? So, you know, this is, um, this is what you see when you start talking about end of days and the apocalypse and the ride of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's the huge numbers of people affected worldwide it doesn't just affect this country or that country it's affecting everyone and it's being played out right before our eyes identical to what the prophets you know in the old testament and in the new testament warned us was going to occur with the final generation so if that's the case and i proved that in my work you know then there's also getting the point where there's going to be an antichrist where you're going to have to have a mark to be able to buy sell and trade and we already see the possibility of that with the vaccination that bill gates has proposed and i talk about vaccination programs in my book and i talk about the mark of the beast and how it is a mark that will be you know on you that you can't ever reproduce or somebody use your number you get it it's a finalization and um uh, just today, like I was telling you down at the uh, dentist office, we were discussing about this, and they were being, you know, t- being told that there's going to start to be chips in everything, so that if you can't scan it and give it, then if you don't have that, you know, chip or mark, then you can't receive it. You know, it's going to become a time that unless you have that mark. You won't be able to get health care or buy food or travel across borders. I mean, we're headed for the first time, really, in human history to coming to a mark of the beast that would literally control everybody on this planet. And I think that that's why I feel so um, a burden about trying to talk to people on the radio shows that I do is that, you know, if, if everything's playing out like the Bible says it's going to play out, and so far everything the Bible has told us is 100% true. No, no other book has been able to do that. So if all of that's true, then it means everything else is true. Then if that's the case, then we are living in these end days and where people are wanting to jump out the window and can't deal with things and, and our mental health you know, problems are getting worse because of having to stay home and being afraid and whatever, if you don't have faith and hope to know where we are headed, it's like I said, the days are going to get worse. So we get over the coronavirus, the next one's going to be worse. We get over the earthquakes that are happening right now, the next ones are going to consistently be closer together and worse. The hurricanes are going to get worse. The tornadoes are going to get worse. You know, it's going to get worse because once you get into that tribulation period, every time something comes about, 
it's going to add to more and more and more and more and more. And we see our own government handing out money, and I'm like, we're already broke. Where are we getting this money from? Are we just printing it and giving it away? I mean, there has to be a day of reckoning, and, and already the insurance companies are having difficulty from just being able to repair from the, the hurricanes. It took me almost a year and a half to get a roof on my house from a hurricane that came through South Georgia. So I can't even imagine over like at Mexico Beach and those places where people lost their entire houses, they're not even rebuilt yet. So right. if that's the case, there's no money, and money is so uh, it's getting so like given out. Where do you keep getting the money from before there is a, a you know you can't keep giving out money, you can't keep giving away stuff when they force you to go like to a Bitcoin, which is a money in cyberspace, and you can't get to it. In other words, you don't have a dollar and you don't have a quarter. And you don't have an ability to use a credit card. It's in real time, and it's all in cyberspace where you can't touch it. That that is the that is what the Bible has warned us is going to happen. And for the first time in our history, we are very close to that. Very true. Very close. But we're almost out of time. So where can our listeners find you? Listen, they can go to my website at www.drjoy, and it's D-R-J-O-Y-E, joy with an E, dot com. And they can go to my Facebook page, which is J-O-Y-E. My last name is Pugh. It's spelled P-U-G-H. They can friend me there and become a Facebook friend. Everything on my website, if you were interested in my work and in my books, you just click on those links. It will take you to the publisher, and you can get the books that you would like to read that I do. Also, I do a radio show once a month at the end of every month on the last Monday night from 8 to 10. And there is a submission form on my website that if you would like to ask me a question for the radio show, then I will be gladly to answer that question on, on my show. And if you've got other questions that you'd like to ask me, you can send those as well. And that's the easiest way to keep up with me and know the radio shows I'm going to be on and where I might be speaking or well, what's going on as far as my research, my research and books are concerned. Sounds wonderful. And thank you so much for being on the show. Listen, I've enjoyed it so much, and I appreciate the opportunity and, and being asked to be able to be a part of it. Thank you so much for letting me do this. Of course. I love it, having authors on here share information, to talk, to have a human connection right now. And yes. of course, we got to meet Darby, and she got to have her two cents today. So that's fine too. That's fine too. And for our readers, happy reading. Thank you so much for being on the show today, and I'll follow up with you. Get the link over as soon as I get it up. I'm a little bit uh, behind on the podcast right now for whatever reason, but I will get that over as soon as possible. Okay, that sounds great. Thanks again. I hope you have a very blessed day and stay safe. You as well. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye.